Welcome to the Lakers Outsiders podcast, everyone. My name is Donnie McHenry. I'm joined by my two pals tonight. First, we've got Raj. Raj, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. I'm not sure the next time that uh, we'll, we'll be able to talk after a win. So I hope these are a lot more positive and optimistic uh, vibes to start this one. That's right. Uh, coming off a win, and then you know we're O and O in November, so clean slate. Yes. We don't have to. And in fact, let's just start with this week. We're one and O in the NBA season, so good to go. Season starts uh, today. Mm-hmm. Season starts today. Season starts when Trevor Reese gets back. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, we're also joined by uh, my good old pal Walt. Walt, how you doing? Doing good, man. It's a, it's a new year. Just like Rod said, we starting anew. Absolutely, starting anew. Uh, and with that, we were going to discuss today, basically with that win on Sunday uh, versus the Nuggets, obviously the best game of the season for the Lakers. So we're going to talk about what they should kind of continue doing. Uh, obviously, you know, they're one in five, you know, everything didn't get solved in one game. So there may still be some things that we wish the Lakers would change, uh, even with the recent success. Reese's success, one win. <laughs> hey, it's a win. We'll take it. It's um, success. Well, it's, that's the right word success. for it. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, today we're just going to talk about what they should kind of continue to do and uh, other things we think they should change up or switch or maybe things that we think will get changed in the future with a couple guys coming back. But with that being said, Raj, I'll kind of start with you. Um, mm-hmm. You can start, it off, start us off with whatever way you want to go. Uh, one thing you would have them keep doing, one thing you'd have them change, I'll let you take the floor. Well, we're going to try to be a little bit more upbeat. So let's say what they should continue doing, I guess, because I think that's a good place to start. We can do the negative stuff at the uh, at the backside. I think they should continue starting Troy Brown. Like I think he's looked pretty good. He looks look like a wing. He looks like a guy that they've needed. He's not like a super talented wing. Like if you were to list out the wings in the league, he's not going to be in the upper half. He just does role player stuff that makes sense. Like he goes down and fights for rebounds. He'll sandwich rebound, help the bigs out. He can push the ball a little bit. He had like a possession where he got the ball and pushed full court and finished a layup over Jokic, which again, a low bar, but it's like, wow, this is like something we have with a guy who's not like 6'1". Um, and he defends his position well. He can he can defend up or down. I just think like he's really fit in nicely. And I thought him and JTA were super important to the season. Hopefully JTA is back uh, coming up uh, for the games this week. But I think Troy Bounds has been super fun. Um, and he hit, I believe, four threes, not last night, but the game before. Um, I think his shot's coming around a little bit. They run like sideline out a bit, sideline on a bounce place for him. Like he's just fitting in really nicely. And I think um the progression there and he's getting more comfortable playing next to LeBron and Anthony Davis and stuff like that so uh yeah I think Troy Brown is something they should definitely continue to to have and with the starters yeah before the season I definitely I wrote for Silver Screen and Roll that he could end up being like one of the best Lakers signings of the season or uh, of the summer even though I felt like he was very obviously like overlooked in terms of you know Obviously, Lonnie got the MLE, so that's noteworthy. And then, you know, returning guys like Thomas Bryant, I feel like that was like a big splash. Um, Juan Toscano mm-hmm. Anderson coming off a championship. Just like, you know, for whatever reason, those guys were given more 
uh, attention from us and the media in terms of signings. But, you know, he had decent defensive stats from Chicago. Um, his three-pointer or his three-point shot, he had his best season from three last season. Um, huge improvement mm-hmm. from like the first, I think, I think this is his fourth year in the league, maybe fifth. Um, so, yeah, and like you said, like, he's no like he's nothing special as a wing player but you know another part of me saying he was going to be you know a huge signing for the lakers was that the lakers don't really have that many other wings (laughs) and like i felt like we should have all known from the get-go that you know having a one through three of like russ and pat bev and you know lonnie insert whatever other guard you want here at the three that was just not Mm -hmm not tenable whatsoever. Like, you know, like, yeah, the Timberwolves are one thing in terms of size, but it's not like, you know, most teams at the NBA are playing strictly small ball all the time. Like you need wings uh, and big men as well. So yeah, I definitely agree. I think he should definitely keep starting. Um, Well, I'll kind of toss it over to you. um, If you want to kind of talk about Troy Brown or if there's something else you kind of, want to see keep continue with the Lakers or change. Yeah, I got I got something else in mind. I'm going another direction, man, because as harsh as I could be um about this player and the whole world is kind of behind me or has been behind me up until this point, but I do think that the Lakers should continue to bring Russ off the bench. Um I mean I was gonna say I was gonna say we were definitely <laughs> gonna have to address that one because that's yeah. gotta continue. Mm-hmm. It's been this is the reinvention. Uh I guess we'll have to wait for uh, what game would this be? Third or fourth? This will be his third game coming off the third. bench. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, three's a charm. I mean, you give us one more. This is this is the way. This is the way. Like I love what Darvin Ham said about um, you know it, it. It really isn't about who starts the game. If you're out there to finish, you're doing your job. You're contributing. You're making big plays, even if you don't get to finish the game. But you you know you're the catalyst to to get the team a win. Uh, that's all that matter. That's all we're gonna remember you for. We're not gonna say it. we we're not in high school or elementary school no more. We'd be like, are oh, you not starting? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And all the other stuff you used to do. But yeah, they, they definitely should continue to do that, man. Ride the wave, ride the energy. Russ, reinvent yourself, man. Buy yourself a couple more years in the league, make a couple more millions. Um, and then if we get a W out of it, I ain't mad at that either. So <laughs> um I definitely want them to keep that up. And me and Raj are like, me and Raj like hey, the W's are all we care about. <laughs> man, listen, I, I'll take it. I'll take, I'll take, a, happy, I'll them, take a happy Russ. I'm not mad at a happy yeah. Russ, that's for sure. Exactly. Um, yeah, so well, I... Uh, Russ, Russ, he, he looks like he's enjoying basketball, though, right? At least. Like, I think the last game was the most fun I've seen him have, like, at home, especially. Like, he was talking in the crowd and getting them fired up. He came back in the game in the fourth, and the crowd cheered. Like I'm don't, not sure I've seen that with Russ, <laughs> Russ like on this Russ team was, so far. Like Russ, Russ like was I, coming in. Russ was coming in, and Raj was here and cheering. I was like, oh, so I guess Russ isn't coming in. I thought I thought he was coming <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, I love everybody like to be the body language expert, and I'll join mm-hmm. uh, join that role too. But the way that he was moving, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The confidence he had in the moves that he was doing. Uh, I mean, it, it, for that one game, it looked like old Russ, man. He, uh, oh, when he waved off, um, 
I think somebody's trying to come set him a screen, or he got him to set him a screen so he can get yeah. on Jamal Murray. And he was just like, yeah, bring mm-hmm. him to me. And then just cooked him. Hey, hey, man, salute to you, man. Salute to you for bouncing so, back. So I will say one thing here. I'll be a little pessimist. I will say, like, I do think you should continue coming off the bench. And part of my argument for that has always been like, hey, well, let's not tell Russ to this his uh, to this his face. But, you know, you're on the bench lineup. You're playing against other teams' bench lineups. You're playing against inferior players in terms of, like, the entire, like, NBA landscape. So, Russ against, you know, bad defenders. <laughs> now I say that and... You know, we're talking about Jamal Murray, obviously a starter in this league. And yeah. I think I think on the again in the Timberwolves game, a lot of the kind of layups he was getting were going around D'Angelo Russell. Again, not a guy uh, really known for his defense. So I do know I feel like he was kind of struggling when he was uh, matched up against like I think he had Jaden McDaniels on him a lot mm-hmm. uh, at times. And I think he's always going to kind of struggle nowadays against those like pretty athletic long wings. Um, But there's going to be benches in the league where he can absolutely feast against them. Um, And then, yeah, when you get guys like Jamal Murray on you, then, you know, Russ, go ahead. We'll let you be Russ. Go ahead. Mm -hmm. Well, he's, I mean, he's still playing like uh, from last year, he played 35 minutes a game. He's down to 30 minutes a game, which is still a majority of the basketball game. Like, yeah, I think the difference, though, is that, number one, it does just feel different when Russ is coming off the bench. Like, it just feels like he can come in and just harness all this, like, bent-up energy and just bring it to, like, to where it works for him. So he can just drive to the rim. He can just be that, you know, bull in the china shop. Just, I'm going to attack the basket consistently and have the floor space correctly for him. We had a play. He attacked like Christian. I think his name is Christian Braun. Is that his first name? I forgot. The uh, white guy on the Nuggets. The white guy on the Nuggets. <laughs> the, yeah, the, yeah. The rookie. The rookie. Yeah, I the love rookie. that. Yeah, this yeah. is a, a running, uh, a running, not a running joke, but I guess you can call it a running joke, Rod. You struggling with Christian Braun name. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think. <laughs> I keep forgetting like what his first name is. Um, I remember that. I learned that it's not, his last name's not Brown. That's, Bruce Brown, um, but they were but calling yeah, like him had, Brown though. Yeah, they were right on the Yeah, they I were, heard multiple yeah. people call him Brown. Yeah, yes, okay, because, I thought so. Because, yeah, because it was the first time. Well, last Wednesday was the first time I learned of who he was, and then I think they were calling him <laughs> Christian Brown. And then, like the day after, I was like trying to figure out who the guy, who the rookie was that LeBron had one play where he kind of struggled against him. And I was like, oh, his name is Christian Brown. And then, like, I just could not find his name. And then I was like, oh. Christian Braun, okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, like he was able to, um, they called a play, I think ending the third quarter, um, and they had him on a switch against Christian Braun. He attacked him, got to the rim, threw this pretty like left-hand pass out to Austin Reeves in the corner. Reeves, pump fake, drive, and one to I think put us up eight. I think that's the place like Russ can like take advantage of when there's like small guards and stuff he can go at. And then, like, if Ham wants to, he doesn't have to close with him. Like, I think that's, like, the thing that, you know, works. Usually starters kind of get the closing nod there. But I think that's the difference to me. He's still playing a ton of minutes, like, with LeBron. I thought the whole point of him coming off the bench was to, like, be staggered. But that's not really how it's worked out. Him and LeBron have played a lot of minutes together um, still. He's still playing a lot with, like, Lonnie Walker and other guards. But I think it's been better than, you know, what it was. It looks like it's going to continue. Hopefully he's kind of accepted that. But. Yeah, he's still playing a ton of minutes. So, like, the bench starter, his minutes haven't really fluctuated. 
really. Um, it's just the perception and how it fits, I think, a little bit better this way. Here's here's some crazy stats. All right, so last two games, obviously, uh, the two games he's came off the bench in, his on-court, the Lakers net rating while he's on the court is 14.1. We haven't heard oh, a wow. we haven't heard a positive net rating stat in a while. <laughs> so, oh, there's wow. one for you. Positive 14.1. Here's what it is when he's So that's in 64 minutes. Lakers are 14.1 net rating while he's on the court. Off the court mm-hmm. in 32 minutes, negative 26.6 net rating for the Lakers while Russ is the court. And that's and that's uh <laughs> his on the court rating um is like kind of middle of the pack. Uh, mm-hmm. but when he's off the court, that's, um, the worst net rating for the Lakers of any individual player in the last two games. So that's a stat. So that's, that's something to go off of. And, um, it's not like they, you know, beat the tar out of like the nuggets or anything. And then obviously they lost against the Timberwolves. So small sample size, but yeah, I mean, I completely agree. And, you know, given the fact that we got, we're one and one in, uh, games where Russ come off the bench, I don't think it's really going to be changing anytime soon um so mm-hmm. i guess let me let me throw something out there i guess we've kind of went with things where we want to continue so let me i'm going to continue bring up pessimistic stuff i guess let's <laughs> Thank see you. i well i feel like us three have talked about it a lot in the group chat so i guess we should just bring it out there uh should we have a little wait, conversation wait, wait, wait. Of- really quick really quick before you do that just wait was i, was I talking looking- about the group chat and you got scared <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> really good, because I was looking something up, and it kind of surprised me. Um, I guess I didn't notice as the game flow was going. LeBron, Russ, and AD. So Russ played 30 minutes last game. LeBron, Russ, and AD only played nine minutes together in that Denver game, which I guess kind of tells you where it's going. So though it looks like those three as a combo aren't really getting so, a ton of time together. I think that's interesting. So you, so you pointed out that, like um... – Russ and LeBron still are playing a lot together. And I feel like that's what we've always kind of focused on yeah. in terms of like, let's stagger LeBron and Russ's minutes. So Russ can like get primary mm-hmm. guard duty, like whenever he wants, but yeah. maybe it's, maybe mm-hmm. it's keeping Russ and AD off the court from each other as much as possible. Like, I don't know, like, cause Russ and LeBron, especially just like two man game between them two, they've kind of had like, some interesting uh, plays together. They had that one where uh, LeBron just threw it to Russ, and then Russ had like the perfect pass to LeBron on the back cut um, when yeah. he like slammed it home. And then uh, um, they had like uh, early in the first quarter, they had like a little pick and roll where Russ was able to find LeBron um, on the roll, which is also it's just so funny to just like have LeBron out there as like a center. But that's beside the point. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's maybe it was actually we needed to keep Russ and uh, AD staggered as much as possible. And I, and I don't really know how much they are playing together without LeBron. But if you know those three have only only played nine minutes together, I'm assuming not much. Yeah. So against Denver, Russ and AD played twenty minutes together, and then Russ and well, I guess this is not including with them together. But um, those lineups were fine. Those two, you know, him with either of them, I think it's just. With all three, it just really kills your spacing and and floor. So, um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to look at like how Ham is going to kind of, you know, throw them out together or not because they were sold as this big three, which is not anymore. Obviously, it's not a big three anymore. But we um, smashed that big three back <laughs> we, in 
back in December 2021, <laughs> 22? Yeah. I don't even um, yeah, keep track of time so, anymore. Yeah. But they still get mentioned as like a trio, right? Like when they bring up the Lakers, they bring up the fit with those three. Those three only playing nine minutes together is kind of interesting when you look at the totality of it. So you're really just getting a couple of them together. And I think they do fit. Russ and like AD by himself with three spacers fits better than like with Russ, LeBron, AD, just with the way exactly. the game flows, the speed. Um, so, yeah, I think we're starting to see some trends here for sure. Uh, what were you um, saying about the group chat? <laughs> so, and also for the listeners, Walt's currently uh, in Wi-Fi hell right now. So he might pop back in in a sec. He might not. Uh, right now it's just me and Raj. But uh, in terms of the group chat, I was going to say in terms of things we should maybe change. Uh, kind of feel like we need to start having a little conversation about Patrick Beverly at some oh, point. Man. Because, I, like, I don't even say, I mean, offensively he's been bad. Uh, he's one of the Lakers that still has not got over his three-point shooting issues. I kind of feel like, I don't know the numbers really off the top of my head, but I feel like Lonnie and uh, Reeves have kind of shaken their um, early sh- like shooting woes, but still going on for Beverly. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, I mean, good God, everyone was struggling from off- from an offensive viewpoint, like the first five games of the season. And still kind of, let's be honest, but I kind of thought for sure by this point, I would, there would be at least like four or five kind of defensive runs from Patrick Beverly where I'd be like, damn, all right, this is yeah. why we traded for this guy. And I sure as hell have not felt that way about him on the defensive end. Not like I said, not that he's been bad or anything, but I just all felt right, like so, we. Yeah, so Donnie, you brought I up. I thought there was going to be a moment where, Patrick Beverly, or a lot of moments you this season his... where I'd be like, Biggest fan to put it to put it lightly to put it in more softer terms, uh, but uh, but yeah, I, th- I think what it is about Patrick Beverly, honestly, and just watching rewatching these games is that like he does a lot of stuff that's just non basketball plays, like for no reason. He tries to trick the refs, trick his own players sometimes. Like it's it's very strange. Like he'll he'll be chasing a guy around sc- a screen. And he'll be in a really good basketball position. And then he would just fall and flop for no reason. That one play, I think it was close to the end of the game, and he just flops while chasing. I think Dame is he was like, or I don't remember who it was, but he was like chasing somebody, and he just falls on a screen on Nurkic, I believe, and uh, they don't give him the call. I don't think the Lakers won that that challenge, but like it's just stuff like that. Also, his like shot selection is horrible. Like he t- he has too green of a light. Um, and I think Austin Reeves has outplayed him. I think Austin Reeves should be starting. But, yeah, I just think, like, it hasn't been what it's sold. I was told that Patrick Beverly was this, the wily veteran who's supposed to bring in the smarts and IQ and the, like, very much winning basketball plays. And a lot of it is just, I think it just comes out to a net negative. Like, I think he has defended well. He just does a lot of stuff that is just so unnecessary. Um, trying to get, like, a leg up for no reason. Um, I don't know if all that makes sense, but it's just uh, it's just very annoying to watch. And I think I'd rather have that come off the bench than, you know, when we need good momentum to start a game and Patrick Beverly is doing is complaining two minutes in about a <laughs> flop that he tried that didn't work. Um, so, yeah, I'm I'm kind of over the Beverly experience, even if it's only six or seven games in. Yeah, I'm like you said. I mean, I'll just put it this way. I used to despise him. 
The only reason I don't despise him anymore is because he's on the Lakers. And if you're wearing the purple and gold, you know, especially so early in your purple and gold career, yeah. I, I'm you're my guy. I'm giving you a chance. Uh, mm. I think I tweeted today. I've got a I've got a joke. Well, I don't even know if it's a take. I don't know if it's a joke, uh, but I've got one player comparison for him that I'm going to I'm going to save Ooh, okay. until until he's got a 10 game sample size of annoying me. Um, but, hmm. you know, yeah, like I said, like I thought, I just thought we'd be getting, like, I don't know, like he hasn't had a moment on defense where it's like, damn, like Patrick Beverly's killing it. Like Patrick Beverly's forcing turnovers out on the perimeter. And we're getting out on the run. Like that hasn't really happened. Like other people mm-hmm. are forcing these turnovers. Like, and you know, like I'm no, I'm not going to act like I like, I'm an expert at analyzing defenses. You know, maybe he's doing some team stuff that I'm just not noticing. But I thought, you know, <laughs> like we've see, we've all seen clips of Patrick Beverly, you know, having good defensive plays against our Lakers and you know pumping up the crowd and getting it all rowdy. Yeah. Like that hasn't happened yet. Um, maybe he's just having a little slump to start the season on both ends. But yeah, I don't really know. Like, and I kind of bring this up. You know, I never really said, like, what I think should change. I think I kind of agree with you. Like, I mean, let me look at the players' minutes right now, but I think Reeves should definitely be playing more than him at this point. Um, Let's see. So in the last two games, Reeves has averaged 27 minutes, uh, and then Beverly's averaged 25 minutes. But let me look at the entire season. Uh, Reeves is averaging 22 to Patrick Beverly's 27. So... I mean, you know, obviously they're not the same player, but like kind of what they're asked to do on this team, they are kind of like the same player right now. Um, mm-hmm. And I trust like Reeves is, you know, decision making on offense way more than his for sure. And um, I mean, at this point, Reeves and Beverly are on the same level defensively uh, in terms of what they're bringing to the team right now. If not Reeves being better, you know, um, well, I know I feel like you kind of agree with us in terms of just being. A little disappointed by Beverly. Uh, go ahead and uh, speak on that, I guess. Yeah, I'm with you, Rod. It's, it's just uh, <laughs> he's it's antics, man. It's not like natural basketball. But I'm supposed to enjoy the antics. I'm on our say, team. I'm supposed to enjoy that. it. These were the, these were the things that we were. I was told. I was told by all these freaks over on Clippers Twitter. I was always told. I was always told that these are the things that you hate when he's not mm. on your team, but these are the things why you love him when he's on your team. Well, guess what? I still hate them. So look, this isn't as advertised anymore. <laughs> I think. I just think he old man. I, that's kind of like, like my worry right now. His, like, what is this? If the, what if this is like the yeah. year that kind of starts up his um, like hard decline because those declines come in fast and swift. Yeah. I think that is the case. Um, and again, just because that's the case, it don't make mm-hmm. him useless because what he does would probably be better suited. Like, you know, those off nights where starters just don't yeah. have it. You know, or whoever's in the backcourt, especially. I mean, yeah, the backcourt, especially. And he comes in, he gives a spark, you know, with a with a key defensive stop or a steal or something like that, or a timely three. Like it'd be perfect for that. But like starting with big responsibilities, nah, man, you you're handicapping yourself because you know we. I think we was all rightfully so hyper focused on Russ, but we still were 
not to the extent, but it was still a situation like last year where we we started like uh inferior backcourt to most people that we play, especially mm-hmm. on yeah. offense. And you know, even when you add in the missed shots, like we we had a disadvantage. We have no physical advantage over our opponent, which sometimes that can be helpful if you don't have like the skill advantage. And then we don't have, you know, whatever else advantage that you would need to like prosper. So they definitely need to just like Darvin having that cup tough conversation with Russ, man. It's time to have that conversation with Pat. Like, hey, we're gonna try to go in this direction and close with Austin think, a little more. You know, feed Dennis a couple minutes. Do you think he was sold like he was promised a starting job? That's kind of like what I've kind of been the hidden language to me is kind of Patrick Beverly was kind of promised a starting job. Do you guys feel that? Like or that was like loosely accepted in like the trade for him to agree to be traded here i'm not sure if he had to agree to it actually but like do you think that was part of this i mean yeah probably um i think he's gonna have to really i think he's gonna have to play worse for longer for him to be taken out of that starting lineup and that would go you know like that makes sense in regards to your point like i kind of feel like he was kind of semi-promise uh starting job kind of like maybe the same kind of you know handshake promise that like Schroeder got coming into uh yeah the 2020-21 season uh maybe less so than that maybe more so who knows um but yeah I do kind of think because especially I feel like you know I mean to give him some credit I do think he helps in the locker room and kind of helps just you know keep the team focused on the task at hand um and i feel like ham probably really values him because of that you know it's probably like you know pat bev is essentially like one of the assistant coaches so yeah i do think he will have to kind of do this for a little bit longer to like you know get a demotion or get his minutes decreased or something like that and i will say you know we're talking about reeves playing over him and that i think that's totally fair but we would definitely be calling for Beverly to play, play less if uh, Kendrick Nunn was worth a damn this season. Uh, <laughs> but he surely has not been. Um, and then obviously Dennis Schroeder has been hurt. We'll see. He, I think they kind of said today that he's got like seven to ten days maybe. I think they said he'll be okay. re- reevaluated in a week. So he's on the come up uh, in terms of, you know, we could kind of go to Kendrick Nunn there because another thing I was going to say in terms of things changing – which is not really in their control right now, but kind of think if Kendrick Nunn doesn't turn around fast, I think he's going to be getting some <laughs> DNP CDs in lieu of Dennis Schroeder. I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Yeah. I mean, well, right before that, just last thing on Beverly. So yeah. LeBron and AD, the, the player that they played the most next to is Lonnie Walker. It's around 100-something minutes with Lonnie Walker. Second guy is Pat Beverly. With like eighty minutes, that's double what they played with Austin Reeves. So like that's our core right now, and I think it's like important to like look at this trend before it goes goes too long. Like I I think it's important to make that change. Um, but yeah, Kendrick Nunn has looked. Man, I I don't even know. Like someone took his powers or something. Like that Phoenix game was legit. I thought like or the game against the Warriors. I forgot which one where he just. He looked like a silky smooth ball handler with every type of this, mid this has type to, of This game. has to have been a, pl- a preseason game you're speaking of. I feel yes, like. yes, 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 yes. Okay, I was going like, to say, 
but I mean, it's still basketball, right? Like it was still the the, the rim was still ten feet high, like you know the I, like it was still there's a still game 90, that was going 94 on. feet still 94 yeah feet. there's still 94 feet you know the ball is the same they didn't switch it out from preseason um but yeah he looked like this silky smooth ball handler with every type of mid type of shot floater pull up step back side steps fake drive to the rim lefty finishes and that's all gone his confidence is i was dead. just he saying hit, he hit a at three. this point yeah. at this point i think his confidence is a shot like even in those, um, I think it was the Timberwolves mm-hmm. game where he found a way to like uh, get some floaters in the paint to go down. Yeah. Even even those, I was like, each shot, each of those he took, I was like, ah, oh, that's a bad shot. <laughs> like that's a bad look. And like <laughs> he like he was coming in those like like you could tell like that was not really what he wanted to do on those shots. Luckily they went in, yeah. but I agree, it kind of seems like his like confidence is absolutely shot, and he he definitely got like a. Uh, little bit of a uh, minutes reduction in the last game so we'll kind of see how that goes forward for sure yeah it's 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 i didn't think we'd be like waiting or counting down for dennis Schroeder's return like i really didn't think i didn't see that coming but and i'm I'm definitely i'm definitely not in terms of like the team success but like in terms of nuns individual playing time if i was kendrick nunn i would be worried about Schroeder's return without a doubt because it's not good for him but obviously like shooter <laughs> or ham's a huge uh shooter guy obviously um, oh yeah so yeah we'll see what that um let me go to wall well you got a you got another like you know thing we should keep going thing we should change some we didn't discuss i don't think you really missed anything on the uh on your on your departure from us momentarily Nice, nice. I definitely think we should continue to, you know, trust and appreciate what Lonnie Walker been oh, yeah. doing as far as just the energy, their, you know, surprise productivity, improved defense. Like, I got to salute him because I did have my doubts about him. Um, you know, and I had my thoughts about him. I didn't think he would be able to do what he's been doing. But um, I love a guy who can appreciate just being on the Lakers and, like, relishing in the moment and bringing, like, that good energy. Um, it's it does a lot for the team. I know they're in like a rough place when you're looking at the win loss column. Um, and I'm hoping they can pick up some more wins so that way we can have some more moments like uh you know he had against the Warriors and then against um the Nuggets the other night. Cause it's, I, that's what I, I love to see that man. I just love you to know see uh that. with Lonnie. I kind of just think um you know I, he's definitely been playing better with the Lakers uh than like definitely mm-hmm. his years with the Spurs. And I just think it's just our better coaching. Uh, we've got better coaching over here. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I, had to, I, had to, I had to get that joke out there once I thought about it. But, yeah, um, definitely we should talk about Lonnie Walker. I mean, it's gotten to a point where, you know, I'm starting, you know, everyone's on the trade machine <laughs> these days. And apparently, you know, trade machine doesn't stop on the Lakers with Russ. You know, it's got to trickle on down to Patrick Beverly, Nunn, and, Lonnie Walker, anyone anyone that gets paid more than one point six million dollars, <laughs> um, but it, I'm at the point right now where I'm like, uh, if we're losing Russ, I don't think we can even come close to afford to losing um, no. Lonnie Walker. And even if we kept or like, I don't know, even if we got say Terry Rozier in regard or in return for Russ, like I don't really know if we should get rid of Lonnie Walker. He's playing really well. Yeah, I remember we did our like. Uh... 
off season. Um, are you are you about to expose me? I feel no, like no, I, no, I, I, I was one of the no, biggest Lonnie haters. <laughs> no, because I remember uh, we were doing and trying to choose who we wanted for the uh, for the TPMLE. And I remember Lonnie Walker was there, but none of us thought he'd number one be available because the Spurs haven't even Fact, um, yeah. le- haven't let him go yet. And I think we were saying like he was probably the best just talent available, but like he wasn't going to be available. So, and all the numbers were awful on him, right? You can look at all the stats from his last year, his defensive numbers. He's defending like crazy. He's been our second or mm-hmm. best ball defender so far. His athleticism just pops. He's like a super crazy athlete in like the opposite way that both LeBron and AD are. Like they're like he's a completely different type of athlete, and I think that just fits really nicely. Those those three together just blend really nicely. So he's been fun. His jumper went like his jumper going in the third quarter kind of saved us. Mm, Denver just started piling in. Man, that Aaron Gordon three, I almost passed out. I'm pretty sure I that. Oh, that side and, it, and 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 that was right over LeBron. Did you see LeBron oh, immediately? Oh, immediately looked, he immediately looked at the Lakers bench and he definitely said he, he like did a little shrug and was just like, he definitely was just like, what the hell is that bullshit? <laughs> and then the and Jamal rightfully, Murray, rightfully so. Oh yeah, and then the Jamal Murray pivot, double pivot, side like pump fake three to beat the shot clock i was just like are mm. we cursed like is this just are we just never going to win a game um but yeah his threes in that third really saved us and then uh yeah he's been awesome i think his name should be in pen with the starters and he's just been our third best player i think so far yeah um i mean just another going back another referendum on freaking patrick beverly like i should not have like two to three defensive plays from Lonnie that are like ingrained in my head just with how well he was playing and then have like zero for Patrick Beverly like that should yeah. not be the case uh, like give credit with, uh, to Lonnie where it's due like like you said he's been so much better than advertised on that end um and just like even just like it's everything like it's just point of attack defense just one-on-one um just mm-hmm. been crazy to watch and that was something like I feel like people said like uh I know he's got a preposterous wingspan and then obviously the athleticism like kind of the same thing with russ it's like you got the tools like just you know you just got to learn how to use them and like you know put forth the effort so uh yeah definitely i agree definitely got to keep his name in pen uh on the starting lineup but were you gonna say something else well i was gonna say like watching that third reminded me a lot of like what malik monk would do last year like he would just kind of have little spurts where he'd take over a game um, but the difference to me between those two, number one, I think Lonnie's just a much better like attacker to the basket. I think he's a better cutter. Sure. I think he's and his wingspan really helps with that. Number two, he has a chance, and he I thought at least he had a chance. He's actually good on defense, so he doesn't hurt you on that end. To where even if his shot's not going down, he's not as much of a net negative. Malik Monk has no chance to guard mm-hmm. anyone. I mean, it's no. short arms, any skinny, like six one, like you have no chance of guarding anybody. So. Um, but yeah, it reminded me a lot of Monk from last season where he would just take over very electric, similar to how Monk is, uh, the, you could tell crypto staples, whatever, um, really like bonded with like with Lonnie Walker in that type of, in that frame where they were like connecting with every time he touched the ball, um, and you could just see the energy go up. So hopefully it's in some more wins. Malik Monk didn't really get to experience a uh, real season of that. So I'm hoping, you know, Lonnie Walker can kind of. 
um, get connected there as well. But yeah, it's been it, he's been uh, really fun to watch. Yeah, man, he. Uh, you were right, and I feel like Walt was kind of saying that too. Um, he just he seemed like he was like really feeding off the Lakers crowd. Uh, yeah, and like I don't know, I was just thinking about it. Like during that game, seeing Lonnie just like pop up just like the biggest smile on his face. And then like same thing with Russ during that game. They both have just like infectious smiles where it's just like, yeah, those guys are just having a blast. I'm having a blast. Like uh, there was like a lot of times where I was like, man, like I kind of feel like the Nuggets are going to still going (laughs) to win this game. But like, at least I'm like having a ball watching them right now. I'm not like depressed watching their (laughs) offense from like 1942 uh, go out there. So definitely take that. Um, I do have one thing I think should change slash kind of continue that we one guy we haven't talked about at all. You got to guess who who it might be. Mm. This is a positive thing I'm going to say about this person. There, there's another hint, and we have not, we haven't spoken his name at all. Oh, Winning Gabriel. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, I I think we need some more Winning Gabriel, like big time. Um, Mm -hmm. Here, here's. On the season, how many minutes per game do you think he's got? 15? 10. 10. 10. 10.2 minutes per game. So, like, two shifts. Um, Yeah. And to be honest, I thought Damian Jones's was going to be way more than his. Right now on the season, they're at the same, like, right at 10.2. He got a two-minute shift against Denver. Damian uh, Jones. (laughs) Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking about Gabriel. I was like, wait, really? No. Um no. yeah, no. Uh let's see. Last game Gabriel played Gabriel only played eight minutes against Denver. Um and I thought when he was out there, like he had that one kind of cut when uh Russ was coming up the court where Russ found him. Um and I mean Damian Jones simply just like I don't know what it is, man. He's got like the biggest butterfingers of all time. And like him and LeBron, like I've never, uh, it's been a while since I've seen a player like have negative chemistry with LeBron, just like none, like they have nothing together. Um, and then obviously like the, him and AD playing together in the same line, was just like completely out of the question at this point. So, and I don't know, like when you like, especially on those bench lineups with like Russ, I feel like he's like the perfect five to have with Russ, just mm-hmm. so athletic extremely fast um you know only six foot nine or whatever but his arms are like his hands are like dragging across the floor i don't know i really like him i'm so glad he's like kind of gotten out of you know before the season it was like before the preseason it was like man like gabriel's like definitely just gonna get cut once we see like the new shiny toy like he's getting cut like so quick because of his uh partially guaranteed contracts but like now I think he deserves way more minutes um, and I kind of hope he gets them. I kind of feel like it's like they're on the verge of like, you know, giving him a bigger role. Uh, man, we, we just look like fools, man. What can I say? <laughs> well, always like, I was going to, I was going to say, what, should I start a list of all the things I was wrong about before the season? Cause it's getting <laughs> somewhat long and, but Hey, if I'm wrong in a, in a, in a good way, I'll take it. Was Damian Jones this slow his first stint? He wasn't, right? Like, I don't remember him being, number one, this slow. Number two, not being able to catch and not be able to jump without, like, you know, 
loading up. Like it just it looks extremely I, okay. slow. I was gonna say he's received a few like lobs where he's catching it up super high. And I don't know mm-hmm. if these are bad passes or what, but yeah, he's had so many where he's caught a lob like up at the rim or up above the rim, and like he has to come all the way down to the ground and then go back up with it. If not, you know, dribble to the other side of the rim and then like go up for it. And sometimes it works, and but most of the time it's like you know he's just putting up a bad layup. He's getting his shot blocked. Um, the defense conversion around him, and like yeah, I was like, man, those like ten days he was with the Lakers in that one season, I felt like he caught <laughs> yeah. like ten perfectly, you know, caught and slammed down alley oops. And yeah, I don't know where the hell that's at. I've I've never seen LeBron like publicly just like. <sighs> like disappointed you know like dude what was in a, in a big man what game was that where he uh damien jones gave lebron kind of a slip screen rolled to the basket he was there and lebron threw it to him and it like straight up just like went right through yeah. his hands and then they showed lebron oh, yeah, coming that, back that crazy and lebron was doing the thing where he's just like his head is in like a permanent <laughs> just shake and then like you know he's like doing the thing lebron loves to do the thing where he's like he looks like he's about to say something but then he does the like thing like mm-hmm. uh, uh, and like he did that like three times and i was like and it was like showing him like going back on defense i'm like i feel like the offense has to be come up the floor at this fight we're still showing lebron just like curse damian jones's name uh. and yeah i don't know i mean i thought i thought damian jones or thomas bryant were going to be essential to have like at all times we'll see um with Thomas Bryant, whenever he comes back, I'm assuming he should be not too far behind Schroeder in terms of coming back since they had the same exact surgery at the same exact time. Um, yeah, um, but we'll like with see, Wenyan, but... he Wenyan looks like he moves at like a two times speed than like Damian Jones. Like when Wenyan comes oh, in the game, for sure, and like it really fits with Russ too. Like I think he's a nice player to like have next to him. Like Russ, Reeves, and then Winion, they just like kind of run at Russ's pace. Like they're very fast. Like Russ and LeBron and AD kind of clash to me and like how they want to play basketball. But like Russ and Winion are just like in step. Like Russ is running and Winion can like run right behind him. He's done like a bunch of dump off passes to him where he finishes inside. Um, Winion's been fun. I thought he was going to be cut for like Cole Swider, honestly. Like, I thought that was the no, for real. I was thinking the same exact thing. Like, they're about to really like throw Gabriel out there, yeah. But he's looked like the best non AD center on the roster, which is not something I saw coming. So, he's been fun. I thought he was like the, our best defender on Towns for a while. Like, I thought he did a nice job on him. He did, he like contested and. Uh, was stopped Gobert a few times, like, down low. Like, it's a bunch of, like, really nice things that you see from him. So, hopefully that continues. Again, your team should not be dependent on winning Gabriel. Like, that kind of tells you where your uh, your team might be. But um, he's been a nice <laughs> a nice bright spot to start. Um, yeah, definitely, for sure. And I do think he'll get more playing time, and I think he should. Before we kind of get close to kind of wrapping up i'm i can't think of any off the top of my head right now but did either of you guys have any um kind of things to point out before we kind of close up uh i have that the pelicans will be in los angeles for 48 hours uh, or <laughs> longer than that 
right? So I for think... the for the for the listeners, Raj is really hoping for some hungover Pelicans at the game tomorrow. Should should, Not... should, should we just <laughs> go into that? Like uh, what we think is going to happen tomorrow? Might as well. Well. Hungover is not the right word. I just hope they have a really great time uh, tonight. I hope they just, I hope they're at the best nightclub that they can find. I hope that, you know, they get the um, the best service, bottle service that, you know, any uh, club so can like, provide. So, like, hypothetically, let's say, like, for some reason you were buddies with Trey Murphy. And Trey was okay. like, all right, me, <laughs> I don't even know, like, me, Herb, Jonas, we're going out. Jonas, Jonas Valanciunas is out in the club. We've got everyone coming. Jose, Grand Theft, Alvarado's coming. Raj, can can you come hook us up with some drinks? Are are you coming? Are you coming with the drinks? I'll make sure. I'll make sure they're all right. I'll make sure they've they've had. They'll have. They have a really good time. Raj would be like. Uh, Raj would be like, yeah, I'll come buy you guys drinks, but it has to be. Uh, let's just say I'll meet you at like 3 a.m. on Wednesday. All right, deal. All right, see you guys at the club. Yeah, I'll I don't want to see buy, you there. I'll buy, I'll buy a table if we're s- going at 3 a.m. I don't want to see you there till 3 a.m. Like, like that's when I want the <laughs> right. that's when I want the party started. Yeah, we'll start this thing at 3 a.m. See where the night goes. You know what I mean? Uh, sleep me, in me, a me, bit. At, me at 3 a.m. In fact, be a little fashionably late. It's it's fine. It's fine. We've got all night and all morning. Just don't even worry about right. it. Yeah, just hope they have um, a grand old time. All right, Raj. I looked it up. I right. thought so. I had a weird feeling the Lakers would be favored in this game. Ooh, I know okay. that's crazy, but Lakers lines are always crazy. Mm-hmm. Lakers, it's mm. the Lakers are plus three, so the Pelicans are favored by three points. And Raj, not I know bad. you're wondering, Donnie, are you going to bet against the Lakers again? But I'm not. I think I'm betting on the Lakers. I I was gonna I was ready to um so Herb Jones has missed the past three games. He's probable tomorrow, so you know, of course everyone gets healthy before they play the Lakers. Um mm-hmm. you know, he couldn't play against the Clippers, has to play against the Lakers. Um and then obviously Zion's gonna play. He played on Sunday against the Clippers. Uh Brandon Ingram's still out. Uh he didn't come on the road trip. I kind of feel like once they're done with the road trip, he'll be fine, but he had a concussion. Um I was hoping they really wouldn't have Herb Jones because I feel like he is like I feel like last time we played them like he really was deterring LeBron a lot. Um, yeah, and which I mean like that's not really like anything bad about LeBron. Like Herb Jones is like at this point like one of the better wing defenders in the NBA. I would say. Um, mm-hmm. So a little less confident now that he's fully active. Um, but you know I definitely think there's a shot without Brandon Ingram scoring out there. But but here's the number one thing, and I talk about this a lot in my preview for Silver Screen Roll. Uh, if AD is not 100% healthy, we're about to get our butt, butts kicked big time. We're we're not doing that. AD is if he's playing, <laughs> like I'm I'm not I'm not doing that. I I can't do that after every game. Like that's that caveat can be with in at any time. Like I, if AD's <laughs> playing, I'm going to uh, think that he's he's healthy. Um, but yeah, like no Brandon Ingram. I think we have defenders that give CJ like at least should give give CJ some trouble. I think Patrick Beverly, Lonnie Walker should do a serviceable job on him. I think you tweeted out today, Donnie. I think that was you who tweeted like Zion's had like zero yeah. shots outside the paint this season. Yeah, um, I think AD is like one of the what four guys in the league that maybe can give him some trouble. 
mm-hmm. attacking the basket. Uh, so I think there's a chance. I you know again contain them. Hope they have a great night tonight. But like uh, hope to hope to contain them uh, attacking the basket and contain CJ McCollum. And I think uh, everyone else you can kind of slow down. Trey Murphy, Herb Jones are kind of three and D guys. Like you can just keep Zion contained enough and CJ make him be a volume scorer. I think you have a shot. Our defense has been the constant legit. We didn't even get into really that tonight. That like our defense has been legit good. Um, number number just... three, number three in the NBA. When I checked before the game start tonight, can no. Well, way. Donnie, can we shoot thirty five percent tomorrow? Like, can we shoot thirty five percent? Is what I'm asking. Thirty five. That's a win at home against Falcons. Thirty five percent from three. What do we shoot in the Nuggets game? Thirty percent. Forty four percent. But it, we, we did. Ooh, we. Yes, but we dropped our attempts massively. No, don't hit me. No, don't hit me with the butt. I don't want to hear. No, about no I'm saying forty-four percent. Like, it was definitely a, a point of emphasis by Darvin Ham to cut out the large amount of three-point shots that we had. AD didn't even take one. LeBron took his lowest of the season. I think it was like four or five. AD didn't take um, one. Perfect. No, he didn't. Didn't take a single three. <laughs> I figured. Um, yeah, you're right. We did only take 30 attempts, so yeah, definitely, definitely below. Like, you know, Darvin Ham was trying to break the record for like most three points uh, attempted in a game, mm-hmm. I think, um, to start the season. Also, I feel like we were able to get out and transition a decent amount. Maybe that kind of had an impact on like us just not shooting as many threes. Um, well, what do you think? What's your what's your gut prediction for tomorrow? I think I kind of do. I kind of do, do too, and I don't like I, I honestly. Think, when I'm feeling yeah. really positive about the Lakers, is when the bad things happen. <laughs> so I'm, I'm a little nervous. Man, all right, well, <laughs> no, thank no, you for warning me. No, this will this won't yeah. be this one. If they lose, this won't be on you. This this will be on me fully, hundred percent squarely. Yeah. I think LeBron gonna take it personal, um, like he always does against Zion. If AD play, I think he will too. Um, I mean, they riding that good mm-hmm. energy. I think tomorrow I'm gonna speak it into existence, man. Kendrick, no, oh, man. Tomorrow, t- tomorrow night is. Let's the just night. get a win. Let's just tomorrow let's just get a win. Night. I don't, I don't need, I don't need, actually, I need Kendrick Nunn hopes over here. Let's, let's just and actually, I'll say this: I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go Kendrick Nunn. I'm scared Kendrick Nunn might not even get a chance to to follow up on that. What you said, Walt. I have this weird feeling now. I was just thinking like, oh, okay, like when I'm really positive about the Lakers, they usually do something bad. But also when I talk down on the players when they start doing good, so I kind of have a f- weird feeling we're gonna get like a three out of four, three point nine from Patrick Beverly or something like that, and then like Higgy's gonna be like you know just like pissing off CJ McCollum all night or something. I just, and now I just have a weird feeling Patrick Beverly is about to have like a really good game. Um, oh, we, I mean, I would love it. Can we get it, please? Um, yeah, it. It'd be great to get a nice little two-game win streak and end up uh, two and five, huh? <laughs> oh God, that's that's, that's a rough. Yeah, rough I was just looking at I was looking at Patrick Beverly's three-point percent, nineteen percent from three. Like that's he's like a he's like a career like thirty. Uh, I think it's thirty-six or thirty-seven. He's a thirty-seven percent career three-point shooter, shooting nineteen percent from three. He's two for his last ten. And three for his last sixteen. Like, that's uh, there's just another, inc- there's incredible another incredible numbers. There's another guy on the roster that's due for a huge jump up in his three point percentage. His name is Who are we talking LeBron, about? LeBron James. 
Uh, okay. I think he's still. I think he's still at twenty six. Twenty six percent on the season. That is sure as hell. If if he ends up at twenty six percent at the end of this season, then good golly, what the hell happened? Because <laughs> that is a far far departure than last year, where he was like dropping fifty burgers on basically three point shooting alone. <laughs> yeah, hopefully we get uh, hot tomorrow. In, in absolutely. Um, any further? Any little closing thoughts you guys got? Any any little, little pump up speeches or anything, or just ready to <laughs> ready to see the Lakers uh ready to see the Lakers make the uh, Pelicans draft pick worse in twenty twenty three tomorrow with the oh, win. Oh man, that's that's <laughs> one way to put it. <laughs> hey hey, that is one way to play. It's it's gonna be at a topic the, conversation least... as we get close to the end of the season. That's for sure. At least we're not the team that owes Houston our draft picks. So that team's struggling a little bit. It would be, man. I just thought about it. How perfect would it be if um, there was a Lakers Pelicans play-in game together or a playoff oh, series together? Like basically a series to see who who gets uh, the worse or better draft pick. Basically, <laughs> um, that's funny. But oh man! All right. Any closing thoughts? Are we ready to get out of here? Let's get a win. Chip, chip on three. One, two, three. Chip. That'll do it. Um, oh God, I, just, I can't believe we haven't talked about that Rob Flake clip. But we've we've run oh, a. I I could go I could go an hour talking the, about that. Or the oh the Miles Turner interview. Oh my on the oh, Rose Pod. Oh my goodness. Look, look. I if you told me if you told me that um, ESPN and Miles Turner's agent wrote a script for Woj and Turner to read during that entire interview, I would not be surprised. Would not well, be were you able to were you able to hear the whole thing, the Woj pod with Miles Turner? I didn't. Raj, I can't Turner believe you listened no, to the whole thing. I really got to hear that. It's uh, I don't even know if I want to. Well, you won't get divulge into this. Well, you won't get through ten minutes. I, yes, I got you through. Will. Yes. I got through. It's honestly not even that long of a pod. It's like thirty minutes. Let's just let's just say very little about that pod was about the Indiana Pacers. Very little of that pod. Nothing that was a very was. okay. Well, you gave it a little more. That was a <laughs> Laker-centric podcast from an Indiana Pacers player. Which hey, is hey, Woj asked him if he would trade himself for, for two first-round picks within 35 seconds of the pod starting. I don't, even think, they, I don't heard... even think the intro music was done yet. No, it wasn't. Have you, <laughs> have, you, have you ever heard anything like that, though? Like, I've never seen no, that. Imagine I've... if... Imagine if Anthony Davis during the trade, um, during the trade saga, went and did the Woj pod, and Woj went, "Hey, Anthony Davis, would you trade Lonzo, Josh Hart, Brandon Ingram, and three first round picks for you?" And Anthony Davis is like, "You know what? If I'm the Lakers, I think I do that. Like that. That is just, that's an insane thing to think about." Okay, I guess I was gonna bring up this one situation. That has to work. Indeed. No, go ahead, Walt. You know, it says it's nasty work indeed, man. I, I th- again, this is Al, Al. I was gonna say Al. I'm. No, I ain't gonna do that. I respect this name. This is Adam Silver's NBA, man. Bro. Adam Silver. Here's what Adam Silver's NBA is. It's that. It's that GIF from. Uh, GIF. GIF. Now I'm confused if I have, if I ever call it GIF or GIF. What the hell? I just Ooh. broke my brain saying that. What the hell? <laughs> Anyways, the uh, the. Oh my god. <laughs> 
the gif of uh of the spongebobs in his brain just like burning everything mm-hmm. like freaking out that's that's what adam oh, yeah. silver's nba is right now just like just absolute pandemonium people just frantically figuring out stuff on the fly well, go, go listen to the whole, whole the whole pod so you can discuss it in the the group the group and uh, and in terms of Adam Silver's NBA, the more drama for other people not named the Los Angeles Lakers, you know, the better. Everyone can go watch that that mess transpiring out on the East Coast while we, you know, while we rattle off some wins and get to a nice little 500. And then, hey, clean like we said, clean slate. We're one to know on the season if you start this week. So, with that being said, I think we're gonna go ahead and uh, close it up there. Thank you guys for listening to the Lakers Outsiders podcast. Should be back with another episode next week uh lakers got the pelicans on tonight if you're listening to this and then they've got the jazz on friday to wrap up the week again thank you for listening uh this is donnie for walton raj uh we'll bid you guys to do and we'll see you guys next time